What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitzing here on a Monday. Ooh. There's a lot of uh, a lot of feelings going around in this city. I got a feeling. A lot of people on the tweets. Mostly, uh, you know, there there is. I, I, we should be fair with this. There's context. There's nuance in the tweets. It's oh, not everybody. It's not everybody who wants to burn the organization no down and no. fire everybody and trade everybody. Um, might be a good amount. Pretty good amount. <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's 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 go to the tweets here. All right, we're gonna get to Chris Carter in a uh, few minutes. Mama. So we'll do uh we'll do times yours here a little bit earlier than usual on this Monday. Uh, Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. There it is. Says no one should be surprised at that loss. What I'm looking for now is who do we move with going forward, who shows fight, growth, and resilience throughout this. And, hey, that goes for the fans, too. <laughs> no, 100%. Because when you talk about identifying who's a player and who's not a player, you also want to see who's a quitter and who's not a quitter. When times get tough, when you're quick to, oh, I ain't supporting this anymore, when you're quick to, I ain't practicing this hard anymore, I don't want to run that route anymore, that shows me who has the loser mentality and who has a true champion's mentality. Mm-hmm. Because you think you win a championship and everything is smooth and perfect. You think you win games and make runs for rings and everything is smooth and perfect? No, absolutely not. You go through some dark, dark times before you can get out that thing. But you find out who's a quitter, who's a real fan, and you find out who isn't as locked into this thing, who doesn't have that same type of heart or stomach for this. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I... I, I I don't want to say I like where we're at, but I, I'm enjoying this process because you're going to learn a lot about yourself on the field and from a fan perspective. Oof. Oof. 
it makes sense why I'm the only calm one too because I've already endured this multiple times. Oh, I'm pretty. I mean, you I'm, know, I'm pretty calm. Listen, oh, yeah, you're, you're a WU fan. You, I was going to say, unlike it. unlike yes. most of Steeler Nation, uh, I, I, say, watch I, mean, lot, I, I, yes. I watch a lot of bad football, so yeah. I'm used to it. I'm going to say I have four years in Buffalo before Josh <laughs> Allen. Okay, I, I've endured. I've been in AZ before it was a Kyler Murray. Okay, I, I'm I'm well versed in in this that we're in. Ultra Hank tweets us and says, can Dabati please explain why the defense is so bad? <laughs> Explosive plays. On a plan and playoff basis, where were they killing us? Where was it, man, they can do whatever they want? That was never the case. The issue was the explosive plays. That's how the game got out of hand. No different than in Buffalo. Explosive plays would kill you. Now, Philly, they're capable of it, but prior to this game, they didn't show as much consistency with hitting it. Usually it was methodical, misdirection. They get you in the end zone that way. They went with a quick strike approach. A.J. Brown had a heck of a day. Heck of a day. He did. He certainly did. And sometimes that happens. He is an all-pro. He is a pro bowl. He is a second contract guy. And unlike what we talk about here, he's a bona fide proven wide receiver one. Not this guy has the talent. Not we think he can be. This is proven. That's why they traded for him and paid all that money for him. Whether we're talking Pickens, Deontay, Claypool, we all saw all three of our guys have multiple chances at 50-50 balls identical to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown came down with his. We could talk whatever we want to talk. Was it a defender draped on him? Was it contact? Was it this, footwork and all that? We can make them same questions, comments, and concerns about A.J. Brown as well. But that's what it boiled down to in a sense, man. That guy is a true number one, and he lived up to it, and we had our questions about can our corners defend against what? True number true ones. True number ones, yeah. That upper echelon. Mm-hmm. So when we asked what was wrong with the defense, we went up front, pass rush-wise. Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, Malik Reed, Ryan Anderson, Carlos Day, we was winning up front. We had that. Coverage-wise, everything was good except them big explosive plays. That just can't happen. No doubt. We got a couple tweets here along the same lines. You know, Steeler Nation 920 tweeting us and saying, I know we're not going to fire people in clean house midseason. Can we do something, though, like changing up some play callers? Jonathan tweets us, I'm not saying Mike Sullivan is a cure-all, but why not try something? That has happened before. True. Where they've shifted some responsibilities Mm -hmm. in season without firing people. And, hey, let's see what happens here after the bye week. My thing is this. If you think that's necessary after yesterday's performance from the offense, cool. I don't personally agree with that. I don't think that yesterday was exclusively on Matt Canada. I don't think that switching him out is going to make this offense continue going forward with progression. I honestly think if you switch right now, you're going to take a step back. And that's the thing where for me, I don't want to do that. I don't think you need to do that. I think you have to continue to have those hard conversations and look in the mirror and understand that it's not just a, oh, the play call. Because as we've talked about throughout this show thus far, is bigger than just a call because there right. actually have been really good calls in the game at the right time as well. You look at some of the plays that Jalen Warren was able to have in success. You know, you talk about the, the the big draw run that Najee had. That's good calls. Some of the misdirection stuff, those are good calls. But the execution play in and play out from everybody on the field, it has not been what it needs to be. And what we do as fans at times is when we see bad execution, we don't look at it as bad execution. We think bad play call, and we point to Canada. And that is not the case. 
you can call whatever you want to call. If the guys aren't going to run it the way they're supposed to run it, if the guy isn't going to take a chance with the ball the way he's supposed to take a chance, if the running back isn't going to hit the hole the way he needs to hit the hole, if the old line isn't going to block the way they're supposed to block, what do, it don't matter what you call. And then I get the whole thought process of, man, we got to take more shots. Just run five wide, man. Throw it up, throw it up, throw it up. That's cool, but let's break down how do you throw it up, throw it up, throw it up. Okay, so we know vertical routes take longer, right? Correct. Got to protect. So the offensive line that was already struggling to protect one-on-one in the sense that it already had, you want them to protect more times and for longer periods of time. But when the old line continues to get beat the way they did at times yesterday, what are we going to say? That's on Canada as well? That's like I don't follow this logic. I'm trying to, but I don't. Because that is not a play call issue to me. That's execution. That's sometimes personnel, sometimes bad matchup. But all of this is involved. And that's why it's like one, it's not a quick fix to this thing. No matter how much we want to paint a picture of this is the guy, that is not it's not that simple to me, man. I but hey, I concur. could be wrong. I could be I could be completely wrong. You no, know? I think no, no, you know what? Maybe I am completely wrong. I think a lot yeah. of these people, they just know more about football than you, Arthur Motes. Doug tweets us and says the Steelers should only have one foot. Sorry. Mm. Cat, all cap. You know, these people in the cat, I'm, I'm supposed to shout it, right? Steelers should have I only what, what, one. I know what F word you was about to say. <laughs> focus during the bye week, and that's fix the run game. Whew, you made, can fire every coach you so want, but if the run game is still broken, we won't win another game. Yeah, Doug, and you know what? Haven't we been saying the same thing for like three years now? Mm-hmm. And part of that is personnel, part of that is execution. But haven't we been seeing and, that? And you as know well? what? It has to be, right? Because it's not like they've ignored the offensive line. Mm. Changes there on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. First round draft pick at running back. Mm-hmm. Brought in two free agents mm-hmm. in the offseason in mm-hmm. the interior of that uh, offensive line. And I know some people might say, ah, well, you, you know, you haven't used a, a first or a second round draft. Okay, yeah, but but you still that was your biggest area and, and, of spend in free agency. And remember, you James Daniels over was, that the hi- was one of the highest ranked offensive linemen in free agency. So we talk about building. You could build through the draft or through free agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you, Doug. A big issue, yes, of why this team, you know, going back to the the COVID year in twenty twenty, right? That eleven and zero start since then. The Steelers have lost like two out of three games, basically, since then. And a big part of that has been they can't run the football. But I also feel like we have a little bit of identity crisis because some games we want to throw it 40 and 50 times, and then some games we want to try to run the ball. But we'll be doing it both in the middle of one game, whereas I feel like if you do commit more to actually running it with proper personnel groupings, and what do I mean is, once again, when we run out of 12 and 21 personnel, Derek Watt on the field or Pat Frymouth and Zach Gentry on the field, we have better runs. Now, part of that is because those guys are better blockers, but the productivity is there. We don't want to do it a lot, though. I feel like when we do some of the gun runs, Najee doesn't hit the hole as good or as well as Jalen Warren does, and that also hurts us. Correct. And because he, especially yesterday, he was a lot more prone to wanting to shake versus gaining ground and then you know, making his move, that also allows some of their defenders, secondary players, safeties and stuff like that, to get downhill. So, yes, in a sense, I can I understand how defenses play Najee differently in terms of their reaction, but part of that is him allowing them to as well. Because 240 shaking their chest profusely back and forth to me when I'm three yards away, that's not scary. Especially if I'm a DB. 
you're taking it off. You're letting that go off the hook. What's scary is when you put that shoulder pad down, you lower that Rydell, and now you run through these dudes. That's what sets up you jumping over defenders a year ago. You didn't come out the gate jumping. You came out the gate running through people, stiff-arming people. Then when they started going low, that's when you started to jump. Think about it. He wasn't a shake-first guy last year. He was a power guy that could shake. Now he's trying to be a shake guy that can power. That's not what he's designed for. I completely agree. You and watch, that's you cut yeah. on the tape from yesterday, that's and that's it's bad. You watch Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren runs like what? I'm very explosive, but I'm small, but I'm decisive. And that sets up a lot of what he does afterwards, right? You look at how tough he is to tackle. You think Jalen Warren should be a tougher tackle than Najee Harris? Absolutely mm, not. Nope. But one is decisive and understands that, hey, I'm a speed, explosive runner. That's what makes me tough to tackle. So let me run with speed and explosive. He's not over there trying to shake and bake. He's going to get it. And it also helps him out with his power because you anticipate the shake coming. But because he's not shaking, now you get caught hot and he hits you <laughs> in your chest. You're like, oh, bro, what? And now you're like, how did he finish that run like that? Decisive. He's yeah. not letting these guys off the hook. That's it. He understands what his bread and butter is, and he's living there and moonlighting with the other stuff. Najee is trying to live with his his side gig. He's trying to do too much. Yeah. It's like, bro, get back to who you are. Jalen Warren's running like Indiana Jones. Absolutely. He's got that boulder look, coming after like him. It's like Temple Run. It's Temple Run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's, That's it. That's what I'm like. With Najee, I'm like, bro, are you playing Frog or you? Let me juke. Let me He's, hit. You're right. Let me sideline. Let me. I'm going to wait on it. Wait That's on the wait tweet, on it. Like, That's that's the tweet like. right there. Jalen Warren's playing Temple Run. Najee's playing yeah. Frogger. That's it. One's, one's a lot more speed. We just going to get it, and we'll react on the fly. The other is, let me think about it. Let me shake it. Let me set this up. Hold on. Is that what I'm seeing? Is that you sure that's what it is? It's like, nah, that, that ain't going to work like that, man. No, it's not. Frankie Z tweets us and says, we've been treated to the trick of an unexpiring offensive scheme, horrible execution by the zombies on the offensive line, <sighs> and a frightening coaching staff. Do you guys have any treats? Yeah, it's the bye week. Yeah, bye week, you'll get healthy. Schedule does lighten up. And then after that, you continue to press forward, man, with the good. And you try to minimize the negative. And other thing, too, man, when you do talk coaching, because I don't want to think, I don't want you to think that they're absolved of this either. No, sure, sure. The accountability element for them is when you're in practice, you can't continue to just give guys benefit of the doubt. And I don't know how much of that does go on, but when you talk about lack of detail in stadium, I'm a big believer that what you do in practice is or it will be reflected in the game. So when you don't have the same level of detail pre-snap, post-snap, in practice, and I give you the benefit of the doubt because, oh, it's a practice squad receiver that you're covering, so, yeah, you're able to break on that pass even though your eyes were terrible and you make the play. It's like, nah, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt on that because that practice squad receiver is not A.J. Brown. That practice squad receiver is not Devontae Smith. You know what I mean? And those are some of the things when you talk about accountability, when you're talking about from a coaching perspective, how to get more out of your guys, you have to demand it. You have to make it where, hey, if you're not making this play, I don't, this is a negative. I'm not going to say, yeah, you got this. Because you've proven now or you haven't proven enough in stadium that you will make that play consistently. So you have to earn that back. Now, that's not as easy to do in terms of when you have a younger team because as we talked about guys taking stuff personally, you got to see how they're going to react emotionally. Mm-hmm. And we've seen with this group a couple of ways they react. Some guys run their social media. Some guys got the bad body language. Some dudes are real pouty. Some guys get fired up. Like, it's all over the place. But that is something that when we're talking about the coaching staff, I do think that they got to do better with that. 
because it's happening too frequently. And if I'm seeing it, you've talked about this in the past before. And when I'm seeing it, I know for a fact y'all might not see it as fans, but if I'm seeing it, I can assure you, coaching staff sees it. Under Coach Tomlin, that's what they're paid to do. Under Coach Tomlin, I can assure you. So that's the part for me where I'm like, you got to get this, you got to get that back, because the detail isn't there in all three phases. And when there is a lack of detail, two things I always think of: practice habits and study habits. You're going to feel a lot more confident when you study. Think about every test that you might have taken, right? The ones you didn't study for and you just showed up to, how did you feel? Versus the ones where you studied and you were confident and you knew everything. you like, bro, give me the pen. I'll take this test in magic market, like in, in, in a Sharpie. I don't care. Like, I'm that confident today. Versus when I you come in I was never that confident taking a test, I tell you. I mean, we say that tongue-in-cheek, but you've had but moments no, yeah, where you felt right. good. Yeah, that's abso- what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we all, like, and that's when we're talking about this game. It's legit like that. Like, you have to put the time in. You can't cheat it. When you cheat it, it shows up. Yes, it does. Particularly in this day and age. Absolutely. When everything's on film, yeah. when there's 57 different too angles. too much information and, out there, and, man. And, and all the analytics and all the information and all the tendencies. Yeah. yeah. So if, 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 if you're not self-scouting and correcting that, how are you going to get better? How are you going to, you know, win these matchups consistently? Because even... When you're not as athletically gifted, if you know what a person is going to do before they're going to do it, come on now. You're going to make that play. Or you're going to at least make them have to adjust. And if they can't adjust, what's going to happen? You're going to make the play, right? But you got to know what you're doing, man. You got to feel confident in it. That you and do. this is based off what Kenny said. Remember, Kenny said yeah. studying. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's no like magic this or that. It is literally like that type of stuff. <laughs> I know it's a simple, oh, man, he's faster than that guy. Just let him out there. He run by everybody. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> no. If that's the case, why didn't Devontae Smith just score every time, right? Because he's fast. He's real fast. It's not how it works. He didn't have a very it's great day. He's, one, works, he's one of the few Eagles that didn't have a, a very good day yesterday. Yeah, man. Brian tweets us and says, right now the Steelers are everyone's homecoming game. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Cuban Dan says, didn't realize A.J. Brown was such a monster. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Are we damaging Kenny Pickett with this kind of exposure? And Harris versus Warren, is that a conversation that needs to be had? We've we've had a little bit of that. Um, I think the area that you could argue that the Steelers are doing Kenny Pickett no favors is they're asking him to do too much. Mm-hmm. Now, there is, like, like, we, like we've talked about, Kenny has not, I mean, he's not been great. He hasn't. But they are putting a lot on his plate. He certainly has things that he needs to to clean up. He's in love with the back shoulder a little too much when he should be hitting guys in stride. He is, at times, when he's got a clean pocket, he's just so used to having to bail out of there, and he's rolling, he's rolling right into pressure. That stuff is on him. But to benefit of the doubt that he's still the rookie who's who's played in four games, and they are, they're asking him to do a lot. No, you're right, man, because <clears throat> it's the thing. He's playing like a... R-O-O-K-I-E. Yes. And when we talked about that context, we said them between Mitch and Kenny, one was going to be a little bit more consistent, one was going to be less prone to have turnovers, but one was a little bit too safe. Prior, outside of a half of football, one was just way more too safe, right? With Kenny, he's doing what rookies do. He's going to have some really good plays, some plays where we're like, yo, it's elite. That's a franchise quarterback right there. He also has some plays where you're like, bro, this is terrible. What are you looking at? What are you doing? What are you reading right here? That's what rookies do. My big issue is <clears throat> we seem as if we're trying to play through Kenny, as in Kenny being the leader, 
as a rookie versus Kenny being a part of. Ben Rosberg was not the leader. He was a part of as a rookie. When you're talking about Kenny, it's like, man, you want to be able to lean on the run game more, but it's not there as consistent. You want to be able to lean on these receivers to bail Kenny out or make it easier on him. Tight ends. They haven't done it as consistent. Sometimes you even hope that play calling wise, like, yo, this guy's just so sharp with his play calling that that'll help the guy out. Right. But we haven't had any of that consistently enough. So when we talk about putting too much pressure on Kenny or asking him to do too much, I do agree with that. But I also feel like part of it is because nobody around him has stepped up to show that they are the guy that we can trust and play through. We thought it was going to be the running game. But it hasn't been there where there's been the runner or the blocking. So when that isn't available to you and you don't have a a guy that is just cooking every single player that he faces in terms of coverage – now you start saying, hey, man, I need this young guy to do a little more. So I'm going to put it in his, at 30, 38 times. It wasn't 40. Right. <laughs> it was like, yo, right. it's 38. I'm like, right. God dang. Jeez. Like, bro, we talking about that was almost three games with 40-plus passes, bro. Remember, two of these games he only played a half football in. So three starts, he got th- 38, 44, and 52. Like, bro, that is a ton. He, Andrew Andrew Luck has the, uh, like, the the record for most pass attempts average as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Kenny right now has six more per game like, than Andrew Luck dude, had. Dude, that is a lot. And, and, w- and when you're falling behind early uh-huh. in games and you can't run the football, that exacerbates it's, it's, these yeah. things too. But that's the difference of winning and asking the quarterback to be a part of versus asking him to be the reason. Correct. Now, Jalen Hurts, he got pulled early, right, because he didn't play in the four. 28 attempts, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like that sweet spot. It's like, yo, could he have thrown more? Yes. Sure. But depending but on how the game plays the win, whole game, he's probably he's 34. Tops. Yeah. 33, 34. You know what I mean? Unless we find a way to cut, cut, cut. And now it's like, okay, back and back and forth. But even then, he's not going to get in high 40s or anything like that. But, yes, that, like how many quarterbacks today in today's NFL are we legitimately saying, yeah, you could throw the ball 40 times per game and you'll win the majority of them? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if I'm there anymore with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not there with Herbert because we've already seen that Burrow, track record. Maybe three. Okay. Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. In terms of consistently throwing that like week 40, in, like week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a small, small, small number. It's a little more than ten percent of the league. That's it. And we're asking the yeah. quarterback that's a rookie that we don't even know if he's top five or a part of that small, small elite fraternity, right? Even if we want to throw in some 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 loose outliers. Herbert, Wilson. Watson, <laughs> Tannehill, Cousins. If you want to throw them guys in there, we're not even asking them to do that. And we're going to ask Kenny Pickett. Three of your first four starts, or for, yeah, four starts, three of them. You throw them for 38, 44, and 52 attempts. That is crazy to me, man. We don't even expect the Kirk Cousins to do that week in and week out. And he's, at this stage, a more proven quarterback, right? But we don't want him doing that type of stuff. But we're looking at Kenny as a rookie. You don't even have 10 stars under your belt just yet. And when you're doing that, yes, that is too much you're asking for him, man. Mm-hmm. But part of it is the system because we are not having success running the ball. We're not having sustaining drives. So you have to figure out a way to move the ball. And we are at times. We're not saying that he's not capable of it. But what ends up happening is the more times you go to that well, the more times you put that ball in the air, the more chances it is for him to have something negative. And all it takes is one or two negative plays. Third quarter, the strip sack, that's all it takes. And now where you feel like it's getting close again or you feel like you're in striking this because you're two scores away, now it gets out of hand. Now they go up three scores. But that's a part of it. And then all of a sudden you're 
Now you chase. You chase and now you're, we chase. One, you're one dimensional. Yeah, you're predictable. And then what happens? You end it with another pick, right? You throw an interception, you get I mean, fumble, you, but, but you get sacked. But even yeah. on the even on the pick, you move the ball to the red zone yeah. and you have the right read, the guy is open. But touch pass, right? In terms of you gotta get it high enough where it's above that underneath inside linebacker, but shallow enough from the safety. It's tough though. Can you make it? Can you make it consistently? Good guys can make it once or twice. Great guys do it more times. They mm-hmm. do it consistently. Yeah. Where are you at right now? So R-O-K-I-E. we can we, we can point to so, so a week ago when we were talking about the throw he made to Pat Fryer move, that was elite, right? That was franchise caliber. That was top five quarterback throw. You look at the one that he got picked yesterday. It's like, okay, well, those are the throws that non-top five quarterbacks try to make, and they don't make it because of that right there. So when we talk about pros and cons we talk about inconsistency we talk about i can point to examples where he does mm-hmm. and i can point to examples where he doesn't this is this team in a nutshell though yes it is that's where we're at that's why you're sitting here at two and six but we're not going to accept into the it week. though we don't accept it uh we acknowledge it, but we're not accepting it not at all. two quick ones here real quick we got a bunch of tweets we'll get to more of these after we talk to our buddy chris carter in a few minutes jason says if steelers nation is looking for someone to blame in this loss blame me it was my fourth time seeing the steelers in person Every game I've been to, the Steelers have lost. Blame me. It's Yikes. all my fault. No, I, I was going to blame me, actually. Why is that? Okay. Just because? Just because. You're just a good, you go, you good teammate. No, no, no. You're going to you, take you, the blame. Any even Sunday. I ain't want to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want you to be the only one with your hand up, baby. So that's why, you know, <laughs> I just got up there with you, baby. It's a good teammate right there. <laughs> Sandman tweets us and says, Wes, it's obvious you're a WVU alum and a Philly sportscaster. Since you don't have a clue about sports, the only way... The show isn't worse is because of moats. Well, Sandman, all right, listen, first of all, the most notable sportscaster in the world right now is a WVU alum. Pat McAfee, you might have heard of him. Oh, all right, hey so now. I don't know if your Pitt or your Penn State uh, hey self now. is just jealous that you haven't produced someone with as much talent in their pinky as Pat Ma- or in their body as Pat McAfee has in his Take pinky. Number two, I was never a Philly sportscaster. All right, I worked behind the scenes, and when I was on air, I did traffic updates. All right, and number three, it's obvious you didn't receive a great degree from West Virginia University because you West used the wrong Virginia. form. Of your. Yeah. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. You're a WVU alumni. Take that's spelled Y O U apostrophe R E, Sandman. Take me home. And of course, you don't use your real name, no real profile picture. And I looked at your profile, and it's just all a bunch of political propaganda. So thanks for listening, and thanks for following. And listen, country roads. I mean, I thought WVU was supposed to be the ones jealous of Pitt and Penn Take State, not the other home. way around. Thanks for following. Thanks for listening. And if you need more hooked on phonics lessons to use the right form of your, just get into my DMs. I'm I'm available for help. We'll talk to Chris Carter. He's a pit guy. Maybe Sam will like him more. West Virginia. On the other side. Oh, these people thought I was just going to be in a good mood today. All right. Country road. Y'all better stop playing with us, man. That's when we lose too much, man. We get active, all right? We got time today. Y'all better leave us alone. Y'all know what it is. CC on the other side. He knows how to use the correct form of your. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.